0: Hi everybody it's Teresa here from FitPro and Diane Edmonds. We wanted to come on here, jump on here as a podcast to talk about a deeper need to look after our pregnant women so that they can cope with the stresses in their pregnancy as they approach labour, birth itself and afterwards. So, of course, I had to bring on Diane, which is one of our amazing authors to many of our courses. And so it's an absolute delight, Diane, to have you here. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Victoria, for having me here. Absolute pleasure. So,
0: Diane, I just wanted to sort of get to the nitty gritty of this um, session. I think, you know, when people tune in, They just want to learn so much. And I think what's wonderful about this subject that we're going to cover is it can service our fitness professionals. You know, we've got in our community, we've got people who've been in the industry for such a long time servicing these people. um, And we've got people uh, new. But also this this podcast is going to be beneficial to people at that stage in their life as well. So where do we start?
1: Where do we start? We can start anywhere in the early stages of pregnancy, really. So, but what we want to focus on is how we can enhance skills that help women to cope with stresses. And so that can be focusing on breathing and different strategies that can use for breathing. And then they can use that to cope with stressors, things that are coming, you know, internal things that we experience, life experiences, challenges that impact our nervous system and we want to have ways to control and to regulate that and that's really important after when you have a baby as well so focusing on ways that during training you can work with your clients with that for the fitness professionals and say for example that just that breathing awareness that you do when you're training with clients you can then think okay as you're breathing out focus concentrate and then, Moving that into a skill that they can use when there's more challenge. So more reps, there's more challenge, and then that likens almost to labour, where there's more challenge with contractions. So you can use that skill that you've already got. You're building on things that you're that you're using if you're um, pregnant, or that you're training your clients with if you're an instructor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I one of the things that I always kind of related this to. So I used to educate in anti and postnatal. And I also used to educate in kids' fitness. And one of those things I used to discuss is the fact that, you know, when a kid's having a tough moment and we're like, calm down, calm down, just breathe, just breathe. And, and I would reflect on that and, go, and, and obviously discuss the fact that this is a learned skill. You can't just pull on this in the most stressful moments. So let's just say if we're, you know, we've got our, our woman in birth in labor, suddenly to now be coping with the stresses of that and just saying, breathe, relax, you know, it's actually quite hard to tap into. So I love the fact, you know, one of the where I started with the question is where do we start? I suppose we can start as soon as possible. And and, and surely a lot of these practices could be drip-fed into somebody who's not also pregnant or looking to conceive. So I think What I wanted to explore with you is why, why why is it important? I mean, for, for, I think many people listening in and certainly for me having gone through two labours, I know exactly why being able to tap into that practice really facilitated really good labours. I mean, I'm rubbish at being pregnant, got to be honest, but I'm brilliant. I'm like, I'm just a Zen warrior when it comes to giving birth. I think I was very lucky as well, but I had, you know, I really tapped into these um, sort of skills. So I wanted to tap into you having so much experience with working with clients and being as an educator. Let's get to the real depths of why. Maybe some of the mechanics of, if you, you've mentioned things like breath control, breath awareness and stuff like that. What, why do we actually need that? What does it do to our body? What does it enable us to do and to cope with?
1: Mm-hmm. So I might just take a step back because the thing about being active through pregnancy means that someone's got more energy for labor, they're going to last the distance of something that people do, you know, make the comment about labor, sometimes it's likened to be like a marathon, not everyone trains for a marathon, I mean, not everyone's going to do a marathon, um, but at being active and moving around and having that ability does a few things, but one during the first stage of labour when contractions are happening and the cervix is dilating, at being active, moving and upright because they're used to doing that and they have the energy, I hopefully, then that helps to help facilitate the progress of labour. So the other thing we want to do is like if we have a natural stress response. So when I'm teaching antenatal classes, we talk about that. We talk about the natural stress response can be our jaw tightening, our fingers clenching, our um, a yeah, breath can be holding. So there's typical responses. And if we go into labor with those typical responses, then that can have a hormonal effect. We've got more cortisol and adrenaline, and that can slow down the progress of labor. So having skills like a focused breath out or the ability to use some sort of relaxation or Um, focused way of getting through the contractions helps to reduce the slowing down of of labor from a hormonal perspective and enhance the progress of labor. And, you know, women always quite quickly relate that that's going to be more, more tiring, but also less uncomfortable, less painful if there's less tension. And if someone's quite fearful, there's that cycle of fear, then pain and tension increases. If they've got no nothing to draw on, then that could be an increasing cycle and they may perceive that contractions as more intense or more painful. If they've got something to really focus on or they know they've got a skill set from training with a trainer or, you know, um, whether that's classes, whether that's personal training, they've got a skill set. They know they're more empowered. They can go in and utilise that the best of their ability Um for some of their labor, for all of their labor, it depends on her, a number of things, obviously. And it's we talk about a toolkit. So there's something they've got in their toolkit. For example, breathing, but with a bigger focus as it gets more intense, they can use what's in their toolkit, and there can be different things inside that toolkit. And that might mean that then they still you, you know choose to have other forms of pain relief, but having a skill set of you know a breathing out with focus when things get more intense. So an example of how someone could use that to practice is do a really sustained squat against the wall and once they start to feel this is not for labor <laughs> just tell women it's not for labor but you know, when they're feeling their quads starting to work and either they can do a few reps or when they start to feel it with that challenge of say quads working see so it depends on how conditioned you are you know focus on that breath out can you use that breath out to distract yourself from the feeling of your quads working can you think about the challenge of what it might be like to go into labor and notice how that feels in your body and still focus on a breath out because a breathing out means we can't hold our breath and then we can't go as much into that the attention pain cycle in the same way because our immediate response can be breath hold when something happens and so that deliberate focus on a breath out you know and it can be that someone's reminding them to do it, but the more that they practice that and then associate that the fact that they do that with training, they do that with with certain, you know, with exercise. So they can use that as a skill in their toolkit yes. for labor.
0: And I heard you say such an important word within that a wisdom, which was empower. You know, this is about empowering people so that they feel that they can cope. Um and, and let's let's be honest, you know, um birth is right towards the end of a long pregnancy. So they've already had a lot of stresses and maybe a lot of fear and and struggles through pregnancy even to conceive as well. So this is I I, I do believe um uh, that there's actually quite a lot of pressure on mums to just find this all very easy and it's you know and and actually it a lot of us it's it's not and you know i think the more we can empower our women to feel capable and actually explain some of those things without getting too technical like this is you know this may you know we can't make promises right but you know, this is going to facilitate, uh, you know, maybe a speedier labor, more effective, you know, and explain, you know, if you are tightening up, this is what's going to happen if you're holding your breath. But, you know, I, I love that idea of, you know, like training a bit for a marathon, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have our most, you know, lovely client just go out and do a marathon without any preparation at all, psychologically, as well as physically, right? So we would need to explain what the terrain's going to look like and stuff like that. So, you know, I I think for my own birthing experience, I felt pretty prepared, but I was still very surprised, you know, Um, and it took its own turns. But by having some of these strategies in place, I really felt that it it went a lot smoother and I was happier in in it. So we are looking to empower, aren't we? So I love this idea of a toolkit. So, you know, a toolkit sounds like there's a number of different things. So you've talked about breathing. So, can we dig into that part of the toolkit first of all so where would you start with somebody who's never done any sort of breath awareness or 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 where where would you start is that is that something we should look at (laughs) I mean let's let's be honest most people know that they breathe so they're they're doing it so how could we start them on that journey
1: (laughs) Well, I know when I took pregnancy exercise classes, which I did for many years, it was always something to include, say, for example, at that time, at the end where we did some stretches, say, for example, sitting up on the floor because this was like a number of years back, but just sitting on the floor, doing some stretches, and you know breathing out through a stretch for example sitting on the yeah again saying sitting on the floor cross-legged if they're comfortable Arm reach up above their their head um and breathing out with that and feeling the stretch and getting them to feel their breath and breath out and then come back in maybe take a slow deep breath in focus on the breath out and then change sides so that you can just feel and explore you know breathing really simply um I'm going to divert though, just slightly, because you want to add flexibility too, to it. So the toolkit, so sitting on cross-legged, which took a while to come out before, but just, you know, allows flexibility through the hips. So they're preparing their body for moving into different positions, but, you know, instructors will talk about the breath a lot. So, say going into hands and knees, stretching back, doing like a child's pose, it's great for, you know, long breath out, that focus on that breath out. Now we do want like rib expansion and breath in at different times for, you know, for other reasons, coordinating with pelvic floor, core, getting expansion through the ribs, moving of the diaphragm. But for the purposes of preparing for labor, the focus is on the breath out because if we're breathing out, we're not going to be holding a breath. Okay. Yes. So that can be taken into anything. It can be taken if someone's pushing weights and they're doing their, you know, number of reps. As that rep, those reps get more challenging, they could focus much more deliberately in those last ones and going, I know I can do it. I can push these last few reps and focus on that breath out. And then they also know, you know, when things get challenging, I can draw on this resource of tuning into my body or breathing out with focus. Yes. And instructors can make that, you know, apply that to any exercise where it fits in, where form's important and breath is important to control intra-abdominal pressure. Um, but that can be related to, you know, you're used to using your breathing out, focus on it. You're used to breathing, you know, during these exercises, you can use this for labour. So we talked before about drip feeding. So does that yeah. explain? Start to touch on what you're trying to explore. And another thing, I guess, that comes to mind is say even just sitting and using a ball is great. So, if someone has a ball at home or in a class program, you know, sitting astride a ball, on the ball, leaning forwards and focusing on some breath out work, shoulders down low. So, we're going away from that tense position, arms resting and focusing on breathing out. They might visualize and tune into their baby so they get some connection there. Um, they could be sitting on the floor legs apart just bringing in sort of leaning against the ball stretching so that there's movement and flow and breath so it doesn't always have to be a challenging thing to practice
0: yeah but
1: you know that I'm so sorry go ahead no sorry Teresa I was just gonna say the other thing that came in um, really I was became really aware of it I was in 2020 when i'd be driving my son to school i realized how much i was holding my breath so it was all that season of uncertainty and i was talking with another physio about what are some tips that we can help pregnant and postnatal women with and we can you know breathing is one of them but i just noticed how much i held my breath and then i would practice some sort of breathing because everyone was talking about how can we cope with the stressors of life at that time and then i'd be five minutes down the road and realize i held my breath again so I teach this and have taught this for many years, but I still can find myself holding my breath. So we don't always realise we're doing it. So I guess that awareness mm-hmm. of, but for some people it might be in their neck or their shoulders or it might be that they know that their jaw's tight or it affects their stomach when they've got stressors or they're feeling stressed. So people knowing themselves too and what do they need. So toolkits is also knowing what do you need and what is the best skill set for you to practice you might not like sitting stretching but you might love you know doing something much more powerful and that's empowering for you so
0: right um what i was going to say thank you for adding that um what i was going to say is I'm, I'm i love the idea that you were. Uh, Uh, encouraging people to breathe through the sort of more stressful moments of exercise because I I think a lot of my focus would be on the sort of relaxation side of it and stuff and sort of in um so I've kind of just learned something even then I can if I was to go back to that client group you know um so thank you um but what I you know I love that you're sort of saying is is making that toolkit. You know, accessible for the person because what works for Diane doesn't work for Teresa, and what works for Teresa doesn't necessarily work for Diane. And I think it's also having that lovely conversation with a client and talking through some strategies, like you know what you know some of the birthing positions. Perhaps you know for me when I when I um, had my second um, birthing experience, I was at home. I had a home birth and. And um, the, the, the first one was in hospital. And they, I, I, like I say, I, I've, I've been very lucky in both of my births. And um, I remember I, I found in my practice, I knew there was going to be a strategy for me. I would, for me, I remember in my first labor that I'd literally fall to my knees and I'd be like, what, what am I doing? So I'd end up getting onto my knees. This is in the first one. Now, in the second one, I thought, oh, I know already that it, being on my knees was kind of a helpful strategy for me. So I would kind of uh, lean forwards over the corner of the sofa on my knees and I would look at my hands because if my hands were tight, then I would know that there was tension in my shoulders, jaw and stuff like that. So I'd come down onto my knees look at my hands and just focus on them and focus on my breath. And what I would do is I kind of practiced many times, like, you know, what it, what it was like to breathe slowly for like a minute and what it was like to breathe slowly for like maybe two minutes. And I knew that in my practice that I could probably do, let's say, six breaths, you know, in a minute. And they would be full and controlled and lovely flowing. And I'd think, okay, if I'm on my knees, looking at my hands, I'd probably only have to go for six, maybe eight, maybe 10 breaths. And that's all I'm going to do here. I'm going to relax. You know. And that, for me, was an, like I'd use tools for my own previous experience, what I had learned, and that worked for me. Now, if I was say, Diane, try this out, it may not work for you, but there might be something within that. You go, oh my god! If I just looked at my hands, you know that that would be helpful. Or you know, I don't know. For you, you might be someone that sort of thinks, "Oh, my jaw always tightens, so I might just wiggle my jaw or something." So I think having that chat with our clients is such an important thing. Maybe on their past experiences, but what they may you know, like to try out because some people want a very active birth, don't they? And if they're fit Mm. enough because you've trained them and walking around and they're used to squatting and stuff, they might have a really active birth, which is Mm. which is really lovely. Um so sorry, you were gonna say something. Go ahead, please.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I don't know if you noticed, but I know even in my classes I can be in front of, of women for education we do a midwife and physio education for preparation for birth and i will close my eyes when i'm teaching the relaxation or i'll close my eyes when i'm doing the breath out and you can see that i'm doing it now and close my eyes sort of to to think to focus on that breath out so some people are really tuning in able to connect inside their body um, may have that awareness that my hands are clenching up without looking at them. But you've just highlighted something else that you haven't heard like explained that way. So that's cool. I'll be able to use that for classes. But you, some people's looking at their hands so they're using their visual cues to go, my hands are not clenched and tightened so I'm in a bit, bit better position than if I'm starting to clench. Or they may need somebody, you know, people who need a lot more cueing and they may need to have that conversation with their partner or support people to go, I'm going to need that reminder or the partners are ready to go. I need that reminder. And so that might be touch. It might be, come on, you can do that encouragement like trainers will do. Um, So we want to use those other aspects in toolkits. And I will just throw in like massage can be something that's helpful for labor too. So even though it's not, but some people are teaching massage and working with their clients. So it's another way of empowering them to work with their their support people and have those conversations because if they're having those conversations that they maybe they haven't thought about you know we've got this massage tool at home can we take this in how do you feel about using it with me do you yes. you know, um, may want to be touched and may not want to be touched so yes. again toolkit is probably facilitating some of those discussions where people may not even be thinking if they haven't you know haven't experienced labor before and as you said you went in the second time with experience they could use for from the first time. Yeah. And just going to something you said about the timing. So sometimes we will do that we'll time say this is a minute, focus on your breathing out for that minute. So mm. the example I gave we get say about a wall or a stronger exercise that they someone could put the timer on or watch their clock for a minute, a minute and a half saying this is how long contractions may last. Yeah. Or can build up to as they get stronger. There'll be a peak inside that usually, so mm. you'll need to focus on a much deeper, bigger breath out through the, the harder part of the contraction. But they could do that for a mm. minute, minute and a half. Stand up, have a you know little break, and then go back down again. And we know that as labour progresses, the, the usually the gap between the contractions will shorten. So they could do a little pretend, you know, session of five minutes of contraction, you know contraction which is squatting focusing on the breathing for a minute stand up for 30 seconds and repeating that and just to get into that you know what does that bring up for them because you know it helps people to start to think about what they could use yes because again
0: you know my first experience and I you know I heard about contractions and I knew that they would perhaps come and go and but I hadn't quite understood that I might be like in this intense moment, which is a contraction. And then suddenly, Oh, you know, Oh, where's it all gone? And then it would come back. And and by going through the action of like, like say, a round of squats, it kind of mirrors what it's going to look like. So it's almost like walking, you know, I guess it's a bit like a, you know, it really starting to visualize it and empowering them in the moment. But, just coming back to what you said about that other part of the toolkit, which is about starting conversations with perhaps birthing partners and stuff. Oh my gosh, can you imagine, you know, a mum in labour having to coach the person who's with them saying, no, could you massage with this tool in this place? I mean, it would just be so hard, wouldn't it? Because they, they really want to be focusing on themselves. So yes, I love that part of the toolkit to not only prepare and empower our women sort of almost to to kind of know, you know, how it's going to be that they can do it themselves, but also how they're going to, you know, be able to rely on their support and have those conversations, which is not just, I will want to be massaged, because the reality of labour sometimes throws things on its head and it's like, don't touch me, don't touch me. So again, just opening that really beautiful, honest and open conversation is is a really important bit. So we've, We've touched on a couple of things of the toolkit, which is obviously sort of breathing and and conversations and stuff. Is there anything else that you sort of think would be, and I know this is in, you have an amazing course with us, which is the third trimester training and labour course, which obviously digs very much deeper into this. Is there anything else that sort of springs to mind as we're talking that you would like to talk about as a toolkit or you want to dig deeper into a couple of those things that we've already
1: touched on just as you mentioned the course I was um thinking of some things that we videoed with an instructor who was pregnant at the time when the course was being created so some of the the opportunities of videoing were opportunistic because she was able to be videoed I was living in a really small town at the time but we captured moments and um and one of the ones was her, say, sitting and do, using the bike and setting it on a hill, like heels up and down. So, simulating contractions, getting, you know, working harder, lighter, harder, lighter. So, even including that into cardio. Uh, we yeah. did the same video with, with a stepper, because that was fine for her to be using if your client's fine and their pelvis is, you know, comfortable with. So, you could use that with anything, We even, um, you know, treadmill up and down or just, you know, people walking or cycling um wow. you know if they're still comfortable doing that um in other places yeah. yeah cycling i guess depends where they live and how safe they feel on the bike but just you people can use that or use walking up a hill or use the gym the opportunity to think simulate sort of challenge and then ease and challenge and ease yeah. um flexibility and mobility is important so stretches and flexibility sort of around the hips and pelvis and getting into flex positions I mean comfortable in different positions but using a ball and doing Things that people would normally include: belly dancing, rocking, pelvic rocking, moving of the pelvis. You know, some good pregnancy back exercises. You, just, you yeah. know, often a hands and knees is a nice position because then you've got awareness around that area, and people can tune into what's going on in their body too. Yeah, and I think that listening to their body is a big skill for so people can. You know, we can keep building that in regularly. Again, drip feeding that through because that's mm-hmm. helps for yeah you know, pregnancy. It helps for labor but also helps for postnatal um, awareness and recovery of what do I need you know what should I be doing now am I you know what's my plan for postnatal recovery I need to listen to my body because it's changed in these ways so um, it's highlighted a few times uh, more than a few times with people I've been talking to some of them are professionals who you know reinforce this with their clients but what do I need or what do I need now we're not good at always knowing that it might be actually, I need to stop and have a drink of water or I need to listen that, yeah, I've got lots of energy today and I can really use that And or actually I need to take it down a notch and be a little bit quieter with my training today. So what do I need? I need someone to buy the food tonight because I don't have the energy to go to shops, you know, that can be pregnancy or postnatal. But knowing how to identify what we need and as a trainers or, you know, with exercise, we can sort of continue to feed into that loop of body awareness and using that when things become more challenged, you're tired at the end of pregnancy, maybe interrupted yes. sleep, and then heading into postnatally where there's interrupted sleep and more demands. So that skill set of body awareness, what do I need? Yes. I guess putting into the toolkit, this might be off your question, but part of the toolkit is probably that bit of a pre-planning for that early postnatal recovery phase. And if you're... Uh, you know instructor fitness professional having the conversation about you know what they can do and when they can come back and see you but what they can do before they come and see you again yes absolutely because then they've got empowering it they can feel more confident that they've got something to go ahead with some things that they can start again after they've had their baby and that's going to just you know help confidence and again reduce the impact of stresses with the uncertainties if they know they've got that you know, what they can be doing, which is going yes. to approach, approach labour in a more empowered way.
0: It's kind of almost setting homework in the most beautiful way, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's, uh, you know, the, the things that they can be utilising through pregnancy when they're not with you, certainly, it's unless you're, a doula or your their support person it's very unlikely you're going to be in their room when they're they're birthing right so you you want to set them up for success and you're not going to be with them in that early postnatal period so yes for them to be able to carry on that drip feeding and 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 how you've empowered them that's that's going to be really really important for them isn't it and it's you know i think with regards to you know we've talked um a lot about labor but the actual stresses of being a new parent is you know it's incredibly demanding isn't it um that's on top of already going through a marathon <laughs> of which if we're comparing you know uh, pregnancy i'm um, sorry delivery to you know it, and it and as i'm aware you don't get many days off <laughs> from uh, you know, I don't I don't recall having any days off you know it's quite relentless you know it's um it's unrelenting and and you know I, I think if we could just you know briefly discuss maybe part of the toolkit that you would say to somebody in their early postnatal period what, what are some of the sort of strategies that you might suggest to them
1: so where we've left off So where we started at the beginning was talking about shoulders, tension, breathing. And then if we drop our shoulders, if we let the tension go out of our arms and sort of either visualize that going or breathing it out, that's a really useful postnatal strategy. So I use like key phrases, low shoulders, fingers long and soft, feet are resting to quickly get into what we call a position of ease and then focus on the breath out because a baby can pick up tension off mum. And yeah. if a woman is able to breastfeed, chooses to breastfeed, then that can also affect breastfeeding. If someone's quite rushing, come out from the shops, the baby needs to be fed. If if that tension is there and there's that demand of a baby wanting <laughs> to be fed right now, then low shoulders, fingers long and soft, you know, they're resting or just a few breaths out, three easy breaths out, just calming may facilitate letdown and being able to use that skill at times. I had a podcast of my podcast with someone who said that she when she woke up in the middle of the night to attend to her baby she would do three deep breaths before she went to her baby because it calmed her and she did that because she had had some previous experiences with anxiety before becoming a mum And she could feel that she was starting to get heightened. So it's something, a strategy that with some professional support she introduced. So, you know, that awareness of how you're feeling and where do you need, what do you need to do to calm your nervous system as well? And I guess that's something that fitness professionals are working with their clients on, but being able to relate to some of those things being applicable postnatally.
0: Yeah. I, I, I always found it very interesting when we're talking about let down with regards to breastfeeding, whether you can and, and choose to. It is a, a is an amazing sort of ho- hormonal thing going on that you can have an effect on like you say. Now, I just want you to repeat what you said. Low shoulders. If you just say that, what what is that strategy you said? Because I heard it, but I heard you say it quite quickly. So for the listeners, I want you to say it again because I think it's a really lovely strategy so what is that
1: so when I teach it I would teach it in a all through the whole body sequence so it's Mm -hmm. called Mitchell's physiological relaxation so it was created by someone many years ago but And we would include dropping the jaw down and moving through all the different parts of their body. But then summarising it into three key phrases that can be quickly used so to get into a position for labour and then quickly get out of the stressed position. So it's low shoulders, fingers long and soft, and feet resting. But when I'm teaching it in a class, we would have gone through, say, a 10-minute sequence of all through the body first, Mm-hmm. and then start to use that and get into that say a a position that feels right and then focus on the breathing so it's something that because when someone's in labor they're not going to be able to move through a whole sequence of complex of relaxation yeah. even if it's like you know a two-minute relaxation that's not going to happen so yeah. something that they can use quickly and so it's lasted over the years because it's physiological if we move our body into the opposite position of the stress response, then the the muscles have to, like the opposite muscles have to relax. So yes. if we're clenching our hand and we open up our hand, our forearm muscles on the upside have to relax. So it's a law in our body, which is why it can work yeah. simply and, and easily, um, <laughs> easily <laughs> with challenge yeah. when you're good at doing it and when you've been able to, you know, to practice it a bit. And I think that's the other thing is, The thing is someone's working with a uh, personal trainer, um, you know, they're working with you as the instructor, then the opportunities that you've got all the way through, a little bit at a time, you can be enhancing what they already know. But they can still, you know, practice this a little bit more because if they've practiced it more when a challenge comes, they're more likely to be able to draw on it. Um, Absolutely. And I guess you talked about that with training. You wouldn't send someone on a marathon usually if they hadn't trained before. So um, it's being able to draw on something that you have practiced and draw more deeply when it gets really challenging. And I guess yes. that really relates to the postnatal side of things too. So drawing on what, you know, you have used before. I've also used, and this could be used postnatally, you know, a colour visualisation, and I do that after I've taught, relaxation so breathing out um, a contraction color, breathing in a relaxing color so it could be postnatally breathing out sort of a stressful or tension color um, just as a visualization some people like good you know with with visualizing something um, counting counting the breaths as you talked about before you know and it could be counting to sort of calm down as well or counting how many breaths you can do yeah um, as yeah. you as you mentioned that can be a postnatal strategy and postnatally just knowing what is safe to do and you know we have a whole course on that um and there's yeah. a lot of work out there by many amazing people now that um is becoming more prevalent um but in that early phase you know you know, walking back flexibility and mobility with things that are comfortable for your clients um and, I guess, yeah, some baseline postnatal core work, which is what I've also written courses about, and pelvic floor. So there's a lot of components to all of those, depending on how people have been during their pregnancy, how their birth went, and their postnatal sort of support systems as well. So, But knowing letting people know what they can do in that until they can return back to you and then starting incrementally and progressing their recovery, because that's, again, empowering that they know that they can... Start to get become stronger again. Yeah, um, I think
0: it's worth saying here that you know we're obviously we've been talking about empowering you know people through through this process, but actually we want to the whole reason of this podcast is to empower our fitness professionals to know how they will be able to best serve these people. And you know, so you've mentioned your courses. You do have a lot of courses on our platform, so thank you for that. Uh, I really appreciate them. Um, So people can obviously check those out. Um, I'll put some links um, below the podcast as well um, so they can check them out and see what they feel is is right for them. I think I just want to stress here that people don't have to have gone through the birthing process themselves or be even close to be an amazing facilitator and someone who can empower women. You know, from my own personal experience, the person that helped me the most through breastfeeding was a guy. And as I'm, you know, uh, he was, he hadn't, I know, personally, he hadn't gone through um, anyone, he hadn't, uh, he told me, he hadn't specifically gone through a birth with someone close to him, but he was the person who was able to bring about change. And I have worked with people who haven't gone through their experience. So whilst you and I have spoken a little bit, and I've spoken a little bit about my birthing experience, that didn't make me great with with um you know pregnant postnatal people it was Mm. what I learned you know and in fact if I if I placed my own experience and thinking that it would look the same for for the people I was working with I would have done them a massive disservice so I you know I just want to encourage people listening in to check out the courses and and to to you know explore Uh, working with this client group I I find I've always found it incredibly fascinating and rewarding and you know and and one of the things I've loved as a fitness professional is always being able to learn and tweak and change and you know I'm not a one-size-fits-all and this client group absolutely made me be able to uh, you know twist and turn and change. And it was just such an exciting thing. I really felt that I probably came into my own as a trainer when I started working with this client group. So I just really want to encourage people to check out the courses that you have with us. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to to mention um, on on this podcast?
1: Something that comes to mind, which is not my work, but I listened to... Someone from the U.S. who, anyway, um, maybe I can find her name in her book, but she had a um, more of a psych, psych background, and she was talking again with a with a doula um from New York who, you know, One of the things that she said was, when you ask your clients how they are, you know, look them in the eye and ask them how they are, and this population you know, we can have a, hey, going today, or we can have a, how are you? And that deeper connection that you have the ability to have with your clients, if they burst into tears, that isn't always comfortable. If they reveal one of their fears that they can then process and deal with, that's not always comfortable for us. But that I think is just, she was saying that that's, you know, one of the big things that particularly postnatally, she was developing a lot of programs and systems and supports and people don't get asked that necessarily with someone who's willing to hear and you're going to be with them for an hour or you have a facilitating a group where there's a number of people they can be each other's support systems which is the beauty of exercise programs as well is you know yeah that ability to listen and ability to sort of look into their eyes or to you know to perceive what's going on with them um and again, that's challenging because we all are growing in that. But with everything that people have experienced, um, you know, even just before we t- we press you pressed record, we were talking about the challenging times that people have gone through over the past, you know, three or four years specifically. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just asking them really how they are. So, to sum up. <laughs> you know, because that then links with, and yeah, it might be a breath hold, or it might be like, what's their response to that? They may not want to share with you, but yeah, you know your clients. You have a great skill set, and and be confident in your skill set because you are using breathing, you're using form, posture, awareness, stretch, strength, flexibility, all of those things, and all of those things are things that people take with them to their birth, to recovery, to their postnatal season of their life. Oh, I love
0: that. You know, and let's, let's remember on this journey, there are amazing, amazing professionals that support, but there's, there's not many times and opportunities in there when someone really truly does ask you, how are you? You know, they just, because they don't have time and, you know, a fitness professional helping, you know, a pregnant and go through and learn breathing strategies and and all of these things that you've started exploring the toolkit there's no one else doing that in pregnancy there really isn't I mean there may be you've mentioned things like doula there may there may be some people that you know you can access to help you but you know I I didn't have anyone just knocking on my door and saying should we talk about pelvic floor should we talk about breathing you know even some of the classes I went to they didn't access it deep enough and and so the, the role that you're saying is a really privileged position to find ourselves in. And what I heard you say and I thought was absolutely beautiful is the way you asked, how are you? Because we go, how are you doing? How are you doing? And, you know, it, it is a different and it's a brave choice to actually just ask someone, how are you? You know, and I, I, I love that. I really do love the fact that working with this client group makes us a deeper and perhaps more fulfilled trainer. It's, a, it's just been a very exciting part of my journey. I know that this is something you've specialised in for a long, long time. And, and I'm really, really um, thrilled to have your courses on the platform and and stuff. And I want to just give you an opportunity to say a few last words before we close out. <laughs>
1: the one more thing we didn't really talk about at all: <laughs> exploring the pelvic floor, both relaxation, both um, you know contraction of pelvic floor. There is a lot in there. So if we'd be okay, I do have a link to one of the podcasts where I did speak to that doula who was from New York, who I've summarised a five minute one of just some breathing that she helps to people to work on real pelvic floor relaxation um, yeah. in preparation for birth. And there is, you know, there's a multitude of, of work out there and people working in this area. So it is certainly an area to explore more if you haven't delved into that because, you know, contraction, but also relaxation, preparation, cueing with breathing. Um, it's a really important area too and one that needs a, at least, you know, a lot more expansion than we would have um, in the podcast, but just we didn't want to leave it out. No, no, no. Let we'll have
0: the link there. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, one of the things that I I really pride FitPro on is that we want to signpost our community to things that are just going to empower them and and stuff. So yeah, I'd be delighted to add that in. I know on a podcast it's it's really hard to cover everything, but I know that we've explored some of the things and started to look at the toolkit. And uh, you know, I hope that listeners have had an opportunity to to reflect on where they might want to go in there in their Careers and in the service that they offer their community. So, yeah, I'll give you the opportunity to just wrap it up and give some final words to our community. Yes, <laughs> you're filling a face like, wow, I don't know what to say, but go on, Diane, say something to our community. I'd love that. <laughs> I don't
1: know what to say. That's an interesting one, Teresa. <laughs> um, I do this to people on my podcast and they've always got something to say, but sometimes they do pause. And I mean, it comes back to the breath, I guess, is we can use that anytime, the pause, um, the space between our breath, the breath awareness, you know, where do we breathe? They often start in the before we do the relaxation is getting people to notice where their body is breathing. So where when they're just starting to sit and pay attention Where are you feeling that breath come in? Where is it going out? And not to change it, become aware of where their body's breathing. So most likely it's in the upper chest for a lot of people. And then as they start to move through the full relaxation process, then they might notice that shift in their their breathing and it's either slower, it's moved down, they're using their diaphragm more. And that's just in five to 10 minutes. So giving them the awareness of their breath, is certainly an empowering tool. And so if you've got a program where you can finish off with three minutes of relaxation or meditation or focus on the breath, um, combine that with stretches or some pelvic floor releasing and awareness, or whether you've got five minutes or 10, it can be something that's factored in, 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 in a program. Um, so that you continue to explore because every time you do it something new will come out from your mouth probably because it's kind of fun playing with things and going oh I could phrase it that way or I could you know cue it that way and you explore what works for you and we all have our own vocabs and we learn from other people too so absolutely,
0: absolutely. when when you're doing that and every time you mention mentioned for I don't know whether the people listening in it's I, I have to say that every time that Diane has done it. Her eyes closed. She did mention that, that your eyes closed and mine open. It's really interesting, but I'm so aware of my breathing. You know, it's, it's really interesting. I'm sure the listeners have been going, you know, there's, there's been a few pelvic floor contractions out there. I think whilst they've been listening as well, as well as slowing their breathing down. It's been a delight to talk to you, Diane. And, um, you know, thank you for the work that you're doing and for sharing so much with our community and um, it, it means a lot like I say for us to, to just empower our amazing community and it is through you sharing and our community of amazing authors being able to share um, this, you know it's not about just keeping it to ourselves it's about spreading that and uh, empowering each other so thank you so much for joining us today Diane.
1: Thank you so much for having me Teresa it's been great.
0: Absolutely and As I said earlier, check out Diane's amazing courses. There'll be links and there'll also be a link um, to the the podcast that Diane mentioned about power Floor and stuff. Please do always reach out to us at FitPro if you have any questions about this podcast, you want to see something else covered. We are there truly to support and educate you guys. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Diane, thank you. It's been a pleasure to chat to you.